Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up? Welcome in. This is The Herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be making this part of your day, thanks so much. I'm Doug Gottlieb in for Colin Cowherd. He and uh, J-Mac on a little well-earned vacation. But don't worry. Look at all the stuff you come to enjoy about uh, The Herd. With the exception of the LeBron to the Golden State Warriors trade idea. Yeah, that one ain't happening, bro. That one ain't happening. Hope you're having a great day. It's a Friday. Kind of curious, as uh, I was driving in, in Los Angeles and looking at the map, and there's not a lot of traffic. So either people got out of town already, or they're just readying to get out of town, and then the massive rush you know, to get to Palm Springs, Santa Barbara, Arizona, uh, Lake Havasu, wherever, get to the airport for Memorial Day weekend. And it could have been a Memorial Day weekend without hoops. It it looked like it was trending towards a Memorial Day, Day weekend without hoops until the Miami Heat won game four. I said, don't let us win one. Now they won game five. And how I how I deemed it, on my show, which is the Doug Gottlieb show. It follows this show on most Fox Sports radio stations or your iHeartRadio app. How I deemed it was, um, if you watch the Weather Channel, I have the Weather Channel up in studio right now, and they'll go to the tropics. Uh, You go back to after game four, and it was like, look at, I'm just going to use Anguilla. I don't even even know where Anguilla is. Uh, but let's just say there's a there's a storm forming off of Anguilla. It's not yet a named storm, but if it takes this path and gets to this warm water and gets to the Gulf, then all of a sudden it could be a hurricane. And right, that's what it felt like. The seas win game five, combined with the fact that the Heat are 
currently without three of their rotation players, including their starting point guard and their starting shooting guard. And it feels like a full-blown hurricane is right off the coast. I mean, it does fit with, and please stop with the uh, hurricane analogies. People lose property and lives. I'm not, I'm not insensitive to that. I'm just trying to tell you that something was sort of brewing away and now getting close. And Miami game six, this is a, it feels like a win or die. It really does. Yes, there will be a game seven. Yes, we have seen road teams win a game seven. But it's Boston. The Red Sox obviously famously are the only team to come from three games to none down in the ALCS against the Yankees. That was 04. The Heat are depleted by injuries. The Celtics have not played up until recently to their level. And momentum is a real thing, whether you want to account for it or not. Here's Jimmy Butler um, on if he thinks they can close it out at home. We just got to play better, um, start the games off better on the starters, um, make it more difficult for them. They're in a rhythm since the beginning of the game, but we're always going to stay positive knowing that we can and we will win this, and we'll just have to close it out. This is Joe Mazzula explains the series this way. Sometimes you have a bad week at work, and uh, you know we obviously didn't pick the best time to have a bad week, but we did, and um, we're sticking together and uh, fighting like hell to keep it alive, and the guys are, are really coming together. Jalen Brown, who, who seems to be playing better on facing adversity. Obviously, we didn't imagine being in this position, being down 3-0, but you know, when adversity hits, you get to see like what a team is really made of, and I mean, it couldn't get no worse than being down 3-0. Um, but we didn't We didn't look around. We didn't go in separate directions. Um, we stayed together. We, we doubled down on what we're good at on defense. And um, I think now it's a series. So um, we just got to take it one game at a time and keep playing. It, it is now a series. It is very much up in the balance. They did change some things defensively. What's most curious is that they laid down in game, game three. There was just, there was a quit element to it like man they're done finished washed moved on do you fire joe Missoula? that that's i can't tell you how many texts i got from and from basketball people like man they, they gotta get rid of Missoula. he's just he's not getting them going you know we, we do this thing where we we make fun of the cheerleader coach when they go to the timeouts because right, they can't give us the substance of the X and O's, the substance of the of the changes that they're making, because nobody wants that aired on national TV. So they just give us the "We're okay, we're okay, okay." We listen one play at a time. But the truth is that a good portion of coaching is is not actually the X and Oing. Sure, X and O's are important. Sure, matchups, playing time. Rhythm, flow, calling a timeout, not calling a timeout. Remember what David Blatt said? It's like being a fighter pilot. How many decisions you have to make? He's right. Hey, people killed him for saying it because they didn't like David Blatt, but he's right. Like there are so many different things going on at once with five guys at both ends of the floor. Plus you have your bench to worry about. You have timeouts. You have momentum. You have a game clock. You have shot clock. You got a lot of, th- you got a lot of things to manage. 
But the number one thing is getting to play hard and getting to play together. Right? Getting to play hard, getting to play together. And they were dysfunctional as hell in game three. And if you would have turned on last night and said, hey, who was leading this series three games done? And you didn't, there was no sound on, no score on. You're just watching like, well, the Celtics are clearly going to win this series. Now, what's the magic to it? Why has, what, what has happened in this series? Look, no one else has ever said this, but I'll say it because it's true. When LeBron came from three games to one down with um, Kyrie Irving and the Cleveland Cavaliers against the Golden State Warriors, people do discuss the fact that Draymond got suspended. How many people have remembered the fact that Andrew Bogut got hurt? And you're like, Andrew Bogut, what did he do? He was a great passer a great screener. He defended the rim. He started for them. He required nothing in terms of shots or ego. He was great. When he got hurt in game five, he he didn't play the rest of the series. The whole thing changed. The whole thing changed. And I know you've been, the heat of him playing without Tyler Hero. I, I understand that hadn't changed, but you lose Gabe Vincent. And the idea that Gabe Vincent won game off and now he's back and he's fine, that's not how ankle injuries work. Doesn't mean he can't play, but can he be as effective at both ends of the floor? And Kyle Lowry was a great player. He just didn't have it anymore. And the longer the series goes on, the less he's going to have because he's playing more than he should at, at his age. And he has to because, well, because Vincent was hurt and still is hurt. The other part to it is not just the injuries. You also you have a team who, you know, I don't think they wanted to get down three games to none. But there was a little bit of arrogance because they had been to the finals last year and they had played this game going back to the Sixers series, right? They were down three games to two. And and look, if you you're down three games to two again, you got to go on the road and get a win. It's just like the Sixers series now again. You, you play with fire too long, you're going to get burned. But they didn't get burned last time, and they may not get burned this time. And then the final element to it is, I understand what I think most people are coming up to speed on, which is you can't really correlate the regular season and postseason. So just because the Celtics had a great record in the regular season doesn't mean that they're absolutely better than everybody below them. But there was a reason that they had the seed they had. And this is why a seven-game series is uh, incredibly important to the NBA because you want to make damn well sure the best, the better team advances. Because when the better teams don't advance, when you get some sort of an upset, oftentimes the next series is crap. That's really what happens. Mark Stein joins us next. Uh, we'll get we'll get his thoughts on what changed with this series and can the Celtics win two more? Plus, um, what does LeBron's Le- retirement talk really mean? What happens with Kyrie? And wait to hear what Adam Silver had to say about uh, physicality in the NBA. That's how coming next. I'm Doug Gottlieb in for Colin 
This is The Herd. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co slash vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources you put it off long enough it's time to replace your tires tire rack has tires that will elevate your drive touring tires for commuter comfort performance tires for sporty handling all-terrain tires for on and off road adventure Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Pirelli test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Doug Gottlieb in for Collins to Hurt on a Friday. Happy more, more Memorial Day weekend to you. Uh, we'll do the Laker Beach guy. Which are you? Yes, I know. I'm gym guy, right? Basketball gym on a weekend. That's what we do. Mark Stein is a gym guy. Of course, he's also a Titan, not just in the industry, but a Cal State Fullerton Titan. Um, he's an NBA correspondent on Substack. But most importantly, if you want to download a really cool, interesting podcast, if you're in the NBA and you want to know what's really going on, there's a new one called This League Uncut. It's Chris Haynes, who you see on TNT doing sidelines, and Mark Stein, uh, who's been covering the NBA for years, for over 20 years now, as an NBA insider. This league uncut dishes on the biggest NBA topics and rumblings beyond what Stein and Haynes report on social media with more candor and opinion. Again, it's called This League Uncut, Mark Stein, Chris Haynes, wherever you get your podcast or just, you know, iHeartRadio app. Mark Stein joins us here in the herd. Um, what do you think of this, this, this Boston kind of uh, awakening do do they legit, legit have a shot in game six? I think we have to say they have a shot. And, you know, look, I, I thought they were getting swept 
I didn't think they were going to win game four when you, you know, look so Cancun bound in game three to, to rally just the way they did. You know, they're, I mean, they're down nine in the third quarter of game four. And since then they've just been absolutely lights out. So yes, we have to give them the respect and say they, they certainly, uh, you know, have a chance. Um, but I also think this Miami team, you know, they've, they've, they've risen to the moment so many times in these playoffs that I, I do think they're going to finish it. But look, I mean, let's face it, Gabe Vincent is a huge miss for them. They didn't have him in game five, and we don't know if Miami will have him in game six. And frankly, I think a lot hinges on are they going to have Gabe Vincent? I mean, this team is thin. They've already lost Tyler Hero. They've already lost Oladipo. They can't afford to lose another key contributor. So, uh, you know, the Celtics certainly have hope and nothing to lose now. So, I mean, they're, they're, they are dangerous. Was, was Joe Mazzulla's job in jeopardy if they got swept? Here's the thing. I don't think any of us know for sure. The pressure would have been significant, but it's also true that Joe Mazzulla is Brad Stevens' handpicked choice to replace Ime Udoka. And Brad is Missoula's biggest backer and it just would be very it would clash in a huge way with both Brad Stevens track record and frankly the way Boston ownership has operated it would it would really be a departure for both of those teams to to make Missoula one and done uh, but look I, I think a sweep or even a heavy loss last night would have heaped so much negativity into the Celtics atmosphere that, uh, you know, I, I don't, you know, I, I, I wouldn't sit here and say he is absolutely positively safe. I mean, he, he, he shouldn't be fired after one year because he stepped into an impossible job. I mean, you never see someone go from the back of the bench to head coach like that. It just never happens. And really to do so on the eve of the season starting. I mean, these are, these are pretty unprecedented circumstances, but I mean, you see the climate in today's NBA and coaches, you know, even winning championships doesn't insulate you anymore. Um, I think we all know LeBron's not retiring, right? Like that dude is not going out without a, without a victory parade, without a farewell tour. So what was, what, I mean, you and Chris with your new podcast, you guys know way more than anybody else. What was the reasoning behind him opening the door to it? And and I, I bet it's not just the post-game comments. Anybody sees their mortality. But there was also some of the tweets beforehand. I think Windhorse was like, this could be it for LeBron, you know, if, if they get swept. Like, somebody told them something, put that out there. What's behind it? Well, look, I have to admit, it's hard for me to stifle the, the, the cynical part of it that is, is this a move to deflect attention from the fact that the Lakers just got swept? In round two, they take out the defending champs, and they don't even win a game against Denver. Is this a way to deflect from that? Is this a way to keep more pressure on the front office, to let the front office... Look, the Lakers' stated plan is, I mean, you, you heard Rob Palenka's day after the season press conference. They want to keep the young core together. What that means is they're going to match any offer on Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves will be a Laker. 
there's no doubt there. But really, what we're talking about is do you do you match any offer for for Rui Hachimura, who is also a restricted free agent? If you do so, that basically takes the Lakers out of the cap space game, and they're not going to be able to make a run at. And these are players we presume LeBron wants. I don't think that LeBron has clearly indicated, yes, this summer I want you to go after Kyrie or try to trade for, you know, Trey Young or try to sign Fred Van Vliet. These are, we assume that's what he wants. But, you know, I don't know that, I don't know how hard he's actually pushing for that here at, at the end of May. But look, I do think also this injury was more serious than we realize. And if he has a surgery to deal with this offseason, and that's another variable we still don't know yet, if he has to have surgery and has to go through a lengthy rehab, I'm sure that weighs on him and was weighing on him in those circumstances when this was a long, draining, difficult season. I mean, they were 0-5, they were 2-10, and they were still 13th in the West at the All-Star break. So, uh, you know, I think there also was an element of exhaustion and frustration talking. Yeah, I mean, okay, so let's let's go through it. Ky- Kyrie, the Kyrie thing is interesting in that, I mean, Dallas is going to offer him the max and the Lakers can't offer him the max. So it, it's really a, a case of, would Kyrie come for less to play in LA? Right, and even to come for less, the Lakers have to get rid of several players to make that happen. And, uh, you know, I would be highly skeptical that Dallas is interested in any kind of sign and trade with those players that the Lakers would have to move on from to create the cap space for Kyrie. So it's really hard to see how that happens, but that's why you heard so much reaction that LeBron was trying to, you know, make a leverage play here because, you know, if he's, if that's what he wants, you know, surely the Lakers will at least take that on board to some degree and at least listen to it. But look, they've also shown us over the over the season, you know, coming into the season, you know, they didn't do the trade with Indiana where they likely could have gotten Miles Turner and Buddy Heald. They didn't they didn't rush into moves to try to appease LeBron. They the Lakers Lakers management chose the course that they thought was best for the franchise, took the patient route. They were in a very deep hole they made three or four trades at the trade deadline and, you know, they all worked. So um, if they want to, if they want to re-sign Reeves and Hachimura, you know, they've shown us that they'll do what they think they should do. Um, okay. So what about Trey Young? Incredibly popular in Atlanta, but they've come to the conclusion that many have in the NBA, which is he's just too slight, not good enough defensively. And as magnificently talented as he is offensively, can you win big with him? I know they got to the Eastern Conference Finals one year, a couple years ago. Can you win big? What's the overall feeling of where Trey Young plays next year? I just think constructing a trade that Atlanta would even consider, given the Lakers' limited assets, it's hard for me to even imagine that scenario. You know, people make the connection because, yes, Trey Young is represented by Clutch Sports, the same agency that reps LeBron, and he went to a couple games. But is it that simple? Is that it? So he went to a, he went to a couple Laker games, and now they're trading for him. I mean, the Van Vliet option because he's headed to free agency. That probably to me is slightly more realistic. But again, 
this, you know, there will have to be a change in the Lakers philosophy here. They, they're going to, they, they basically would have to say, we're only bringing back Reeves. We're willing to move on from everyone else on the roster to try to make one of these other moves happen. And, you know, to this point, again, I think keeping Hachimura is the preference. Um, okay. What about the Warriors? Bob Myers out. Bob Myers, I you know, they're trying to convince him to stay. I really feel like the only two options are he's going to stay or he's going to take a break from the NBA. I don't think you're going to see him with another NBA team. Washington, based on everything I was told, did inquire to some level. They did they did register interest in, you know, let letting letting Bob Myers and his camp know that they would be interested if he was looking to move elsewhere, and obviously Washington moved on and hired Michael Winger away from the Clippers. I don't think this is about trying to get more money with another team. I think Bob Myers is too close to Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green. He, you know, he, he's, and his coach, frankly. I mean, the, the, those four pillars of the Warriors and the GM are, are uniquely close. You, you don't often see that, and of course, you don't, you don't often see four championships in nine seasons. So there's a reason that close. So to me, I just feel like he's either going to be convinced to stay or he's going to take some time to recharge before we see him back in the NBA. And look, he's in a great position. He's such a highly regarded executive that, you know, Bob Myers could take a year off or even take two years off and there will be a line out the door when teams have GM openings to try to hire him. So yeah. Uh, okay, so what do the Warriors look like next season? Well, Mike Mike Dunleavy would be the natural successor to Bob Myers if he does walk away. But yeah, they have really difficult decisions too because with this new with this new CBA coming in, and it's going to be phased in over two years. So at least this off season, you you don't face all the pressure immediately. You have at least two seasons to deal with it. But the way it works. Um, you, if you have more than two stars, it's really going to be hard to to build a deep team around two guys. I mean, this is what like Boston is facing. Jalen Brown is going to be eligible for three hundred million over five this summer, and then Jason Tatum the following summer. And if you sign both those guys to maxes, you're you're giving six hundred million to two players, and it really restricts your ability to put quality players around them. And the Warriors have to reduce payroll somehow. Clay Thompson's up for a new deal. Draymond Green can opt into a new, you know, he has a player option for nearly $28 million. Wiggins did take what you would consider a team-friendly contract, but his number is significant. I mean, there, there, there has to be changes in Golden State because they cannot, in the new system, afford all these guys. So if it is, Bob Myers leaving and handing this to Mike Dunleavy, it is it is uh, incredibly difficult what the Warriors have to do going forward, and that's why you hear so much chatter that are they going to shop Jordan Poole and try to move Jordan Poole because they you you can't pay four or five guys under the new system. No, no, you you can you cannot that that whole thing is going to be fast. All right, what about these coaching jobs? Um, I, I look at the Suns, and you know there's some unproven guys. I don't see them hiring anybody who's not proven when you have Kevin Durant and you have a limited window, right? So then it feels like, okay, Doc Rivers, 
and Frank Vogel. I mean, I, I get Doc's Chicago guy. There's got to be some ties there to Isaiah Thomas. Right, but are we really going to bring Doc Rivers back in as opposed to Well, the Frank one thing Vogel? I would say about Phoenix, in general, I would agree with you, and I would say the same thing about Milwaukee. If you're a team with championship aspirations, how do you move off of a coach like Monty Williams who took you to the finals and won a league-high 64 games the next season? If you're in Milwaukee, how do you move away from Mike Budenholzer who just won you a championship two years ago and then bring in a first-year coach? But it's interesting, in both of those searches, I'm not saying that they're locked to get the job, but in both of those searches, Adrian Griffin, Raptors assistant, he's one of the three finalists in Milwaukee. And from everything I hear, Giannis Antetokounmpo is intrigued by the Griffin option. And then in Phoenix, Kevin Young, an assistant from Monty Williams' staff. The word is, I reported this earlier this week, that Devin Booker has thrown strong support behind Kevin Young. So again, I'm not sitting here guaranteeing you that these guys are going to get the job, but in both of those searches, a would-be first-year coach is a factor. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, okay, so who gets Philadelphia? Look, they've, you know, I, I think, I mean, Nick Nurse is a strong candidate in, in three of these searches, and Philly's one of them. So, um, you know, Daryl Morey has hired Nick Nurse before when Nick Nurse uh, ended up in the, in the Rockets organization coaching their G League team that was you know under under uh, Daryl's leadership. So I you know I, I think Nurse is a serious candidate there. Um, you know they've also talked to Frank Vogel and then you know the Mike D'Antoni option has been mentioned because of the connections with Harden and he was an assistant there. So uh, you know I think we're inching closer to answers. My sense is that Milwaukee is probably Milwaukee and Detroit are the closest to making a decision, and uh, you know Philly, Toronto, Phoenix a little bit further behind. But you know, I, I think these teams they they you want to have your new coach before the draft. So I, I think it will start to move here. I, I know you got to get got to move. Just give me one one second because I do want to ask you. You've been doing the media game for a long time. And I tried to tweet out yesterday that I get that people are up in arms about Denver and the lack of coverage. Like, you can't make people care about something they don't yet care about, can you? Well, look, I, I have actually tried to take a different approach. I had a wise editor at ESPN, who actually uh, does editing for me now on my Substack, named Royce Webb. And he used to always challenge me and say, the best stories that you can write are the ones that hit 30 fan bases. And that really is true. And that's, it's interesting. Put the Nuggets aside. Put whoever wins the East aside. You would think that the finals, this is the pinnacle of the sport. And we should be talking about nothing else but the Denver Nuggets and whoever they're going to play in the finals. But here's the dirty little secret. 28 fan bases, yeah, they love the NBA and they're going to watch the finals, but 28 fan bases want to move on. They want to do the draft. They want to talk about free agency. They don't want to talk about who's in the NBA finals. So I, I, I have always tried as often as I can to, to do – broad stories because every you know not every team i mean lakers fans wouldn't say that probably knicks fans wouldn't say that but there are a lot of teams out there that would say my team doesn't get enough coverage and so you know that's why for years you know 
power rankings were always so popular because all 30 teams are mentioned in the power rankings. So, um, and I saw your, I saw your tweet and, you know, I, 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 uh, I saw your video and yeah, I mean, I think, I think you, you make some points there that are, that are hard to argue. People want what they want. Yeah. And I'd, I'd love, I'd love to talk about the things that I want to talk about, but that's not how the business works. You got to talk about, and you know, you got to push against it. You can't simply every day, wake up LeBron every day, wake up Tom Brady every day, wake up New York Yankees. But you also have to be smart about it because you know, it's generally seen as a click when you go, you know, if I start talking about things that nobody cares about except for me, then it, it doesn't work. Doesn't work out. Anyway. One other thing I would just quickly add is though, when teams lose, when they get eliminated, we always teams, talk about gonna, that. You're going to focus on those. You know, Correct. the party Correct. for Jokic should have been at three zero when they put the Lakers on the brink of a sweep. No, Clipper. Remember, Clippers lose. Kawhi's hurt. Every for a, for two days, people. Well, do you move on from Paul George and? And, and Kawhi. That's the reality to it. And we have the next week to build up to the Nuggets and then the finals. And if they win, we talk about them. And we then, of course, we'll say, is this a dynasty when they've just won one title? Because that's what we do next. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. All right, man. Talk soon. This League Uncut. Excellent podcast. Him and Mark Haynes. It's really, really good. Let's get to uh, Herdline News with Jay Stu. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Doug, it's great to have Cal State Fullerton Titans on the program. Um, I think, frankly, national radio deserves more Cal State Fullerton Titans. Uh, quickly, Doug, a quick aside, the most famous Cal State Fullerton Titan. What comes to mind? Well, to first? me, it's Leon Wood. Um, Love he Leon. He's an 84 Olympian. Uh, he was in the, the, the PCAA. My dad was an assistant at Long Beach State, so I saw him play several times a year. Plus, he became an NBA official as well. Uh, Leon Wood, who was just inducted into the Southern California Basketball Hall of Fame. Uh, so Leon Wood would be mine. I know there's Mark Kotze and there's plenty of uh, Titan baseball alums. Sed Sabalos. Sed Sabalos. Club uh, said. Kef- the, 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 the Cedric Sabalos, like, do people, rem- people don't remember why he got the nickname Club said from your former, <laughs> your former boss, Jim Rome. Right? No. He uh, missed a couple of games because of a family matter. Turns out he went to Lake Havasu, which, by the way, is not actually a lake. Went to Lake Havasu and went like water skiing and jet skiing instead. It's like one of the all-timers. God bless him. I That's know- like the greatest thing. That's the greatest lie ever. It's like, did he really do that? Like, that really happened. Really happened. By the way, said is one of the all-time great dudes. Yeah. Like you're like great, great dudes. He's been on the show many times. He's been on our show. He's a, he's a good guy. Uh, and I'll throw Kevin Costner in there as a Cal State Fullerton Titan. Sure. Um, sure. Although bringing down Tombstone, you know, like, really? This is what we're doing? Not great. Um, yesterday, Sham Sharania said something interesting about uh, LeBron James. Says that he played uh, most of the second half of the season with a torn tendon in his foot, and it might need surgery Shams thinks that he's going to take a while to sit on it and and uh, deal with things this summer, and then he's probably going to come back. What's your read on that, Doug? Um, look, my, my my read is pretty simple. I he had a bad foot; it was screwed up. Uh, I don't know how he got himself ready to play, but he was there, and obviously, you know, the cameras caught him putting in extra work. I'm sure that's why he wasn't as mobile as he wanted to be, and I don't think he's ever had a surgery before. 
So my guess, just as the guess is, I don't want like LeBron's never been a milk it guy. Like the 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 story I was always told was like if you tell LeBron, hey dude, you're out two to four weeks, he'd be like, I'll be back before two weeks. I just he spends. Whereas Anthony Davis, they say like, yeah, you're out two to four weeks. Like I'll see you in four weeks. You know, maybe. So uh, LeBron's always been a worker. My guess though is that obviously it was bothering him. Some he could play through. Some he may need to have have fixed in his foot and then he'll probably spend an excessive amount of time rehabbing it and not coming back until maybe Christmas or after it gives him the ability to really train probably get lighter um, and then you know see Bronny play some see Bryce play some as well I mean I think that's all part of it but he the Lakers have to be they have to get another dude a, a legit scoring creating point guard in his stead otherwise they're gonna be bad without him and, you know, at, at 39, you're just not good enough to be able to lift a team up again and carry them into the playoffs, no matter how good you are. So I think that's kind of what he's all working through. News out of the NFL, Doug. Jameson Williams, um, who, as you remember, he's been suspended the first six games of the NFL season as um, he bet on college football games while at the team facility last season. Um, now, you and I have spoken about this. We didn't even know that NFL guys could bet on college football, but that's not the point here. Uh, Jameson actually was uh, was asked about it yesterday, and he said this about not really knowing about the rule. Like I said, hit me out the blue. and hit a couple other players around the league and on my team out the blue. Uh, I wasn't aware of this, this situation, but as it happened, like I said, I took it on the chin. I'm, I was ready to move forward as, as things moved on. I got the consequences, so... That's, that's been my whole plan, moving forward from things and, you know, just looking at the better days. What are your thoughts on just how fair or unfair it is? I mean, you know, the league is in partnership with gambling. That's really places. that's really not my decision, you know. Uh, I'm in the league to play football and not, not uh, make the rules on gambling and things like that. We found out on that Friday that the suspension was handed down. How early or than that did you know? Uh, I didn't really know. The day before, I just found out the night before, talking to my age and my dad. What do you think, Doug? He did not know I think he about the rule. He wasn't paying attention in the meeting. That's what it is. He was on his phone not paying attention to me. There's no way. I, again, I didn't know the rule, but any team or organization in sports I've ever been a part of since I left high school has been informed, uh, informed of gambling by the, usually by somebody from the FBI before the season began. And you know, he's a member of the NBA PA, there's NFL PA, excuse me. There's no question he was informed of the rules. Um, he just didn't remember it or pay attention to it. That that it, it does, in fact, happen. I'm just stunned that players are allowed to gamble on any sport. I just, it's the lifeblood of what we're all going to do for the next, for the foreseeable future. But it, it has to, its integrity has to be maintained. And I just, I don't know how you walk that path if you allow athletes to bet on sports. Too slippery. Too slippery. And that's Jason Stewart with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. Um, there's a lot of us who watch the NBA now who think of what the NBA used to look like. And it's hard to kind of make comparisons because the league is officiated and played so differently. Adam Silver had a sit down with Kevin Garnett. Wait to hear what he said about the changes that were made, why they were made, and if they'll ever go back. 
That's next. I'm Doug Gottlieb. In for Colin, this is The Herd. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This league uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Doug Gottlieb in for Collins, The Herd, Fox Sports Radio, iHeartRadio app. I thought this was interesting. You know, um, Adam Silver sat down with Kevin Garnett on Showtime, and he talked about the changes in the physicality of the NBA. Take a listen. There was a point, I believe, you know, probably in around the late 90s when the game became too physical. 
Mm. And I think we lost some of For the... For viewers, you mean? Yeah, and I think for our fans, from the aesthetic enjoyment of the game, where it de-emphasized the particular skill a player had mm. and maybe weighted too heavily um, physicality, where mm. a big, strong player could come in and prevent a incredibly skilled player from doing those kinds of things. Um, look, look, he's right. And, and it's interesting. You go back and you watch some of these highlights from, and he said late 90s. Late 90s, it started to get physical. Post-Jordan era, there was a, a culmination of events. One, you had Michael Jordan out of the game. Um, secondly, you had a bunch of guys that had grown up watching Jordan and had some of the same swag and personality, but just were not, they just weren't as, as good, weren't as complete, weren't as able to compete and didn't play on teams. They were able to be as competitive as the top, at the top as, as Jordan was. I'm, I'm talking about the, the Tracy McGrady's who never got out of the first round, the Vince Carter's, the Allen Iverson's that had, was in one NBA finals. You know, these guys were super talented. Rashid Wallace was a guy super, super talented. But for a myriad of different reasons, everybody different reasons, could, couldn't put together the consistency of competitiveness of success of the guys in the 80s and 90s who were always in the NBA Finals, right? And the 80s, it was Lakers and Celtics and then later Pistons and then, uh, and then Bulls. And then it was Bulls, 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 Bulls. And then eventually it became, it was the Spurs that were there late, but everyone else, and Spurs and Lakers. Um, but the point he makes about the physicality of the NBA, and he actually ended up pointing out Steph Curry. Like, would Steph Curry be able to do what he does? And as a guy who missed on what Steph Curry would ultimately become as one of the all-time greats, it's okay to say, hey, if they let guys hand check, he wouldn't be that guy. He can't do all the things he can do. It's one of the reasons at times in the playoffs or in the finals, especially early on the series, that he's not able to do what he likes to do because guys are able to be more physical with him. Conversely, it's actually helped LeBron James as well because the offensive players can create contact and play kind of bully ball. And there's no, not only are there no centers meeting you at the rim, oftentimes there's no power forward. You know, Le- LeBron would be a power forward if this was 25 years ago. Uh, Silver added that flopping and other tactics that have resulted in cheap foul calls, allowing scores to exploit the rules. The NBA is looking into the find the right balance. Quote, we've tried to bring back a little bit of the physicality. I think people like to see hard defense. We've made some changes this season where unnatural basketball moves were being used in the game. We reset this year. And that's no longer going to be foul. That's the throwing the head back. That's the offensive flops, if you will. I thought it was a, it was a very fair and open conversation. And it's one of the reasons that when you, com- you, you can't compare eras, you just can't. Right? Because there was an era for, I mean, the longest time ever, the ball had to go inside. And before the use of analytics, the easiest thing was, well, hey, how can we get closest to the rim as possible? Let's throw it to the biggest guy who's the closest and and let him figure it out. Whereas it, it took us a while to figure out the math that three is more than two. And that, oh, yeah, by the way, if you open up the floor, instead of getting post-up shots, you get right to the rim where free throws are, you know, guys are shooting 
high 70s to mid 80s. And right at the rim, they're shooting in the high 70s, you know, high 70s in terms of finishes. And so it's better than shooting threes and better than shooting mid-range jump shots. I mean, I, I, in 1995, I entered college. I played for John McLeod. And in high school, without the use of analytics, that's basically how I played, which was you'd shoot threes or you get to the rim or you drive and kick. Kind of Euro style. What was Euro style then is now what how everybody plays. And my entire senior year, my entire freshman year, I got hounded and worked on that you need to develop a mid-range game. Oh, how times have changed. And and I agree, there is there's a balance there. You can't make it not physical at all, but that's why the postseason is so different than the regular season. In the regular season, you can't touch anybody. In the postseason you can. Pat Mahomes had the perfect answer when asked about his compensation. What was it? I'll tell you next. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is the hurt. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound... Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.